Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is out there for everyone. I'm Corey Lowe. I'm from Chicago. Let's begin. Welcome to the Guard Your Heart podcast. As always, please like, share, subscribe, send me a prayer request so I can pray for you. I firmly believe in the power of prayer. I firmly believe that there is no one like our God. There is no one greater than our God. And he answers prayers and he will heal you if you need healing. He will deliver you if you need deliverance. He will free you. He will save you. He will talk to you. He will speak to you. He will reach you. He will teach you. He supplies every need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now, during the pandemic, there was this preacher who was recorded saying that if you came into his church with a mask, he would throw you out. He said a few other things that I'm really not going to repeat, but apparently he was anti-mask. And why does that matter? Jesus said, come as you are. He accepted anybody for no matter what they wore, no matter what they thought, no matter what they believed, because Jesus wanted to save and deliver. As he said, he was called to bring sinners to repentance. But here we have a preacher actively saying he would remove somebody from his service if they came in wearing a mask. And this is not a pro-mask or anti-mask stance. This is a, why are we, here's my question. Why are we bringing politics into the faith? We should not be bringing politics into Christianity. Fun fact for anybody listening, God usually had his people from the Christians to Israel before Christ came, God's people usually didn't have much of a say when it came to who their kings would be, who was ruling over them. When they were in captivity, they didn't have a chance to elect the next pharaoh or to vote on the next king or monarch over them. Whoever was the son who would become king was the king and the people of Israel had to deal with it. When the people of Israel were in Rome, under Rome government, hoping for a king and Christ came, Christ made it clear that his kingdom was of heaven and that there was not going to be some great rebellion where the Jews would um, rise and take over and be in power and overthrow the Romans. No, no, no. It was a spiritual thing. It was about saving your soul. So I just find that very interesting how people today are so obsessed with certain political leaders. The Bible clearly teaches us that whoever is in charge is going to be in charge, and that is higher than our say. And what I mean by that is God God creates the story. He is the beginning and the end. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is already predetermined who will be in power. Yes, this is a democracy, and yes, we do have a vote. Yes, we do have a voice. And it is important to use our voice, but it's not the end-all, be-all. 
It doesn't matter who is in office. Christ is still on the throne. And that is my point. Jesus is king. Christ is king. Jesus is king of kings and Lord of lords. He is Lord of all. The Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. All therein the earth is his. He is the one true authority. But I want to talk about how, for some reason, the church has become so politically involved and pushing certain agendas. And we're and we're divided, too. It's not like the church is united and saying in each area, in each city, yes, we all agree 100% that this candidate should become elected versus this candidate. And I'm bringing this up because now is the time for government elections. So it's kind of like election seasons getting ready to get going and get rearing. And it's important to know that any decision that you make as far as who you might choose to vote for, please be led by the Holy Spirit. You never know who God may tell you to vote for. But the point is, don't let your own views and your own heart and emotions get in the way. And if the candidate wins who you don't want to win, you're still supposed to pray for that person anyway. The power of prayer always triumphs, by the way. Let's all remember that God had planned for the people of Israel, just for example, to be in bondage and then to deliver them with a mighty hand. And he could have delivered them even from a Pharaoh who was pro-Israel. He could have done it that way, but he chose to have in place a leader who wanted to continue the bondage, degradation, and abuse of a people. And he showed his mighty hand and he delivered his people, Israel, from Pharaoh and from Egypt. It doesn't matter who's in charge because God will always have the final say. You know, I'm not saying any of this to say, oh, don't vote or don't think about this issue or that issue. Of course, stand for what's right. Preach the gospel. Stand for what's right. Support those who you know will support the right things. And also, and most importantly, be led by the Spirit. But don't let politicians become a crutch, which is what the church has done, unfortunately. We over-rely on politicians to fix things with the world. Here's the bottom line. If you raise a child right, nine times out of ten, that child is going to grow up and be a fine adult. If a community stands together and does what's right, nine times out of ten, that community is going to be a healthy, growing community. And if a city does what is right, nine times out of ten, that's going to be a pretty good city to live in. And it doesn't matter who's in charge. Because once you build upon the fundamentals, once you show love to your child, show love to your partner, your wife, or your husband, once you raise a family the right way, and you're in a community that raises families the right way, you become a successful, thriving community. 
there are a lot of areas in the state of Illinois, for example, where people are comfortable enough to leave their house, their doors unlocked. Especially during the summertime when it's hot. I've seen it. It's crazy. It's really crazy, honestly. You don't have to worry about somebody running in and promoting and committing some type of theft because the community they are in is safe. And all I'm saying is that community mentality, that doing the right things, it just needs to expand. Because if the church as a whole were doing what it's supposed to be doing, there would be a lot more safer communities and areas. When the early church was formed in the book of Acts, the first thing, one of the first things they started doing was taking care of each other, taking care of the community. Who needed something? This family needs something? Okay, we will put what we have together and we will help you. The concept of outreaching and showing love to one another was so strong back then. And unfortunately, it's become so loose. And so what people started doing was looking to the outside was, okay, the church isn't taking care of me. The church isn't helping me. The church isn't, doesn't have my back the way I hope they would. So maybe this person does, or maybe this does, or maybe the system does. And then more and more, we see how the system isn't designed to do those things, but that's neither here nor there. It's the church's job. It's a Christian's job, first and foremost, to look out for their family and for those around them. We're supposed to be the light and the shining examples. We're supposed to be the light of the world. People won't know anything about Christ or know the nature of Christ or to understand the love of the Father if we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. I mean, how can they? How can I sit there and tell you that God is merciful and that Jesus is loving and he loves you if all the Christians you come across, including myself, treat you with disrespect and shame? We need to let go of the crutches. We need to become more Christ-minded and leave our hearts pouring out for the love of God, not just to flood us, but for us to be able to flood others with the love of God. And then you won't have to worry about who you're electing in office because you will know beyond a shadow of a doubt that there is a God, that Christ is king, and that he is covering you, and that he loves you. And that he will make things happen whenever they need to happen, however they need to happen. I won't have to worry about welfare or government assistance or loans and programs like that if I know that I can come to the church and tell them my need and they'll take care of me. And yeah, the church used to do that stuff. And there are, there are churches who will do that. There are. There are good-hearted people in the church. And let me make that clear. There are good-hearted people in the church with the resources who will help and bless others. And I'm not saying take care of you as in solve all your problems and do the work for you while you sit back and be, and be lazy. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that if you need something you have and, and you have a need, the church should be able to meet it. I'm not saying they're always supposed to, but they should be able to. And then you worry about your politicians and things like that, the government. That's a 
That's an extra convenience if necessary. But God gave it to us, we Christians, we the church. He gave us his love. He gave us his blessings. He gave, he makes it to rain on the just and the unjust. Freely you have received, freely you shall give. He wants us to be a blessing. He wants us to be a blessing to others, to give to others, to help others. He wants us to stand in the gap and to say, no more violence. Put down your weapons. We wouldn't, we shouldn't need all this gun control and gun laws if the church is doing their job and preaching and taking a stand against violence. And I'm not saying I am for guns. I'm not saying I'm against guns. It's just a simple fact. There are people still fighting for equality to this day. And here's the funny, simple truth. Without Christ, we are all sinners. We are all lost and we are all separate from the love of God. So we are all equal and we should all be treated equally. We should be standing against hate and speaking love and teaching love. All humans should be treated equally. I mean, that's a no brainer. But lastly, I want to end with this. During the pandemic, I had this dream where these people I used to know. And when I say I used to know, we just don't talk anymore. We didn't have like a big falling out or anything like that. It wasn't anything. I don't have any stories for you guys as far as that goes. No drama. It's just life goes on. Sometimes you lose touch with people. So anyway. I had this dream where I I visited them at this church and they came up to me and they wanted me to live a certain way, act a certain way and do what they say. And if I didn't align with what they were saying, they just started ignoring me and acted as if I wasn't even there. This was a dream I had. And lo and behold, I was paying attention to some of the social media and they actually started saying some of the things that I had dreamed they would say and how they were cutting off and how they were cutting communication. And all of a sudden, especially around the election time, these these Christians, these church members who I knew, even a couple of pastors, unfortunately, they became so political to where it was either vote this way or I will not fellowship with you, I will not agree with you. Vote this way. Not we can discuss, we can agree to disagree. No, I will not talk to you. And unfortunately, needless to say, I saw a lot of disagreement with them and other people and how communication between them and other people eventually died out or was put to a halt immediately. And them and I don't talk anymore either. I remember this one brother, I told him, God is not Republican. God is not Democratic. We should be led by the Holy Spirit and the word of God and leave it at that. Because who knows? Just who you never know how God has things planned out. That's why we have to be led and listen to him. But anyway, thank you all for listening. 
Send me your prayer requests. And as always, let's send in prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I just pray, Lord God, that the church collectively, that the people, that the body of Christ will look to you first and foremost for the answers because you are the answer. You have always been the answer. You will always be the answer. Let your spirit and let your word lead and direct us, Father, and nothing else, Lord God. Let us not be moved or influenced by anything other than you and your Holy Spirit, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you all for listening.